Hello, everybody. It is me, Kinsey, host of Thinking is Cool, here to let you know once again that the episode you are about to hear first aired on my YouTube channel. If you want to see the episode in its audio visual glory, head on over to my channel, subscribe, give me a follow over there so you don't miss all the great videos I have headed your way. But without further ado, I am so pleased to present The American Dream, part one. Is the American Dream still alive? And if it isn't, or if it's merely flatlining, is it worth saving? Is this American ethos of hard work and virtue and ambition and innovation and ownership, is it still something we can hang our hats on? A few months ago, I thought this. I was really skeptical going into this season about the American dream. This season, which is now taking shape as a capsule of episodes here on my YouTube channel, was born of the idea that, yeah, the American dream is dead. It's been dead for a while. It died years ago, and we just failed to write the obit. Anybody who has encountered success in their life has likely just stumbled into it, likely because of circumstances that they had no control over. The idea of the white picket fence, the two and a half kids, the car in the driveway, the 30-year mortgage, it's an illusion more than it is a reality. And any personal success that I've encountered has been a product of luck. Actually, I think I have a clip about this. You know, in my mind, I've been incredibly lucky, but a lot of it is because I came from like a middle-class family. I'm a white person. I went to a private school. I got a scholarship and got a world-class education. Like all of these things contributed to me being successful. And in my mind, as I'm going into this season, I'm thinking like, how much harder my life would have been if just one of those were taken away. If one of those little Jenga pieces were taken away from the tower, it might all come crumbling down. But then I started talking to people and my tune changed. When we have a conversation like this, it does make me feel more like amped up. Like I'm gonna like whip out an American flag. You know, like this, this could be exciting. This could still be a viable future, that we, we yes. reconstruct this American dream. Now, you might notice that all of the clips you have seen so far are from the same interview, which took place a couple of months ago, which just goes to show you how much a single conversation can change your life. But I think this speaks to the larger conversation about the American dream. Things change because the American dream of our parents' generation, for sure dead, RIP. But the American dream that we conjure up, this modern, contemporary, thoughtful, idealistic American dream of a new generation, it's something worth saving. So let's think together about how we save it. And I think the way that we start doing that is by asking some questions. Have you been working more than you ever expected you would be working? Do you ever feel like you're doing it all for nothing? Are you wondering why? Do you know how you got here? <laughs> I don't, and I have a feeling I am not alone in that. I can't be the only one who's a little confused by the American dream we're all supposedly living because it doesn't always feel like I'm living the American dream. What it does feel like is lots of wheel spinning, working for the man, hoping for the best, but expecting the worst, resigning to this gut-wrenching knowledge that I may never retire or own a home. But I think those realities speak to the American dream of yesteryear, that quintessential piece of Americana that we are bottle-fed from birth that voice in every classroom and boardroom and waiting room telling us that we can have everything we've ever dreamed of if we just work hard, we just pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, that laziness is our only limitation. Really sounds like a load of bullshit when you say it all together. What about racism and sexism and education and graduation and retirement gaps by gender and nationality and socioeconomic status? What about wealth inequality and inflation and interest rates and the supply chain and misinformation and the student loan debt crisis and a pandemic? The American dream, as we used to define it, just feels so woefully out of touch. In need of a rebrand. 
And who better to do it than us? I think that starts with understanding the American dream in all of its shiny, gilded, complicated history. So let's start with a history lesson. So the phrase, the American dream, is it a clause, phrase? I don't know. The words American Dream were actually invented during the Great Depression, and it came from a book, a 1931 book that was really popular. It was called The Epic of America, written by a historian named James Treslow Adams. He defined this American dream as that dream of a land in which life should be better and richer and fuller for everyone. So let's talk about what better and richer and fuller for everyone really means. And I want to start by sharing this from the historian Sarah Churchwell. Churchwell told the Smithsonian this, the American dream has always been about the prospect of success, but 100 years ago the phrase meant the opposite of what it does now. The original American dream was not a dream of individual wealth. It was a dream of equality, justice, and democracy for the nation. The phrase was repurposed by each generation until the Cold War, when it became an argument for a consumer capitalist version of democracy. Our ideas about the American dream froze in the 1950s. Today, it doesn't occur to anybody that it could mean anything else. So that's step one in dismantling our stale ideas of the American dream. We have to separate the idea of achieving the American dream with the idea of achieving personal material success and prosperity. The two overlap, certainly, but they're not the same. And I think that there's one more bit of history that's important to share here. In 1931, when James Treslow Adams wrote about the American dream for the first time, he was actually trying to work through what had gone sour in America during the Great Depression. Remember, this is 1931. America was certainly not at its best. It was his belief that we had become far too concerned with material success, and it had cost us the bigger aspirations that this country was founded on. James Trestle Adams wrote of a dream of a land in which life should be better and richer and fuller for every man, with opportunity for each according to his ability or achievement. He clarified, quote, it's not a dream of motor cars and high wages merely, but a dream of a social order in which each man and each woman shall be able to attain to the fullest stature of which they are innately capable and recognized by others for what they are, end quote. So then we're left with a question. What does the American dream mean, if not achieving material success, achieving business success and doing it in public, saying things like, I'm comfortable when people ask about your finances. I personally have had a really tough time extracting my own twisted ambitions from this idea of what the American dream really should be. So I called someone who has already, at least at face value, accomplished the American dream. Somebody who grew up in a Jewish working class family outside of Pittsburgh, somebody who has achieved enormous success only two generations removed from his immigrant grandparents. What does the American dream mean to you, Mark Cuban? I mean, it, it means defining your own def means creating your own definition of success and going for it and be you know and having the opportunity to reach it doesn't mean that everybody's path is going to be the same distance or equally easy or difficult but it means that there is a path and the challenge is finding it what does the opportunity to reach your own self-defined success look like and and that opportunity is different based on the circumstances that you face in life. Do you have any thoughts on that, on, on what it might mean to create opportunity for yourself when circumstances differ so greatly from person to person in the US? If you're a person of color, you know, in some cases, if you're a woman, if you live in, in a, you know, an area where your educational opportunities are not as great, you are going to start way behind the pack. And that's going to make it more difficult. You may not have been given, you know, you may not have been given an education at all. 
And so the challenge is recognizing your circumstances and realizing that it may take you a lot longer than it might have taken somebody else. But I still truly believe that there is a path for anybody. The challenge is being curious enough and focused enough to find ways to pay for your existence and pursue the things that are important to you. Even, you know, and you may not get there. There's no assurance that you will get there, but there is a path. And that is step two in dismantling our stale ideas of the American dream, understanding that while curiosity is universal, privilege and opportunity are not. Mark's emphasis on this idea of curiosity actually brings me back to the initial work of James Treslow Adams that I quoted at the start of this video. Adams was all about getting back to what made America America in the first place, getting back to the ideals on which this country was founded. We're talking about things like curiosity as to what this great democratic experiment could become, this noble pursuit of something better tomorrow than what we had today, personal and collective freedom, but not for everybody. Those ideals took shape on stolen land. Stolen land that was plowed by stolen people who were owned as property. In some ways, perhaps our more modern interpretation of the American dream is exactly as the Founding Fathers would have liked it. We have to address the elephant in the room here, and that is me, a white woman, interviewing Mark, a white man, asking him about success. And I will say, Mark is an incredibly self-aware person. I mean this, cross my heart, hope to die. He is the only billionaire I have interviewed who has ever brought up issues of racial injustice or economic injustice on his own, unprompted. But at the end of the day, the circumstances that Mark faces or that I face as we attempt to become successful individuals, they're just easier to overcome. I mean, think of some of the core tenets of how we would describe the American dream. I pulled up uh, some stats here. We've got home ownership, right? Owning a home, part of the American dream. According to USA Facts, in 2019, the home ownership rate among white non-Hispanic Americans was 73.3% compared to 42.1% among black Americans. This 31.2 percentage point difference was the largest gap since the census time series began in 1994. Up next, a college degree. College degree, huge part of the American dream. Well, according to the BLS, we have some data on recent college enrollment rates. For Asian Americans, 83.2%. For white Americans, 62.9%. For black Americans, 56.6%. And for Hispanic Americans, 56.2%. And what about retirement? It's a huge part of the American dream to retire with a little money in the bank so you can enjoy the fruits of your labor. Well, According to Investopedia, the median retirement savings for a white household between the ages of 25 and 61 is $79,500. For Asian American households, $67,025. For black households, $29,200. And for Latinx households, $23,000 total. The American dream is not built for everyone in America. At least it hasn't been so far. And not to sound too much like uh, this guy, but I think the American dream could be built for everyone in America. If we stopped invoking the American dream as a dog whistle or a rallying cry. Sadly, the American dream is dead. There has never been a better time to start living the American dream. And we started using it as a basis for engineering what is truly a more perfect future. 
I think if we did that, we might find that the American dream isn't quite as dead as I might have said it was just a couple of minutes ago. See, it kind of feels like we're at this juncture in American and human history today. It has become painfully obvious that the ideals of yesteryear no longer serve us today. We've aged out of them as a nation. They're no longer applicable and we need a new set of goals to which we can all collectively equally fairly aspire. So we have to ask ourselves, what are these new goals? And I think that we can come up with something better than I want to be rich or I want to be the CEO and I want everyone to know it. I really do think that we can outpace these ambitions so long as we realign our value systems. Which brings me to a very important point. Uh, the reason why I wanted to do this in the first place. I wanted to make these episodes about the American dream in large part because I have been grappling with my own ideas of what success looks like on this entrepreneurial journey that I've been on over the last year. I've realized that my relationship with success is kind of screwy. Um, I have often come to measure success in my own life and in the lives of others in a very material way. I see the success that my peers are talking about on Twitter and on Instagram, and I crave that for myself. And I'm not necessarily saying that that is a bad thing. I think that it is very human to feel envy. It's very human to see other people enjoying the fruits of their labor, enjoying their successes, and to want those successes for yourself. When I step back and really look at my life, I have to be honest with myself. There are plenty of realities that are on their way to slap me in the face. I might not be able to ever afford a mortgage to afford to own my own home. I will probably not retire in the way that I expected to retire. Social security might run out. Any number of things might happen between now and when I'm going to call it curtains on this life. And that's okay because I am healthy. I am happy. I am comfortable by every stretch of the imagination. I have a beautiful, fulfilling life. I might not be as rich as I thought I would be, and maybe not as rich as I would like to be, but I have in a lot of ways achieved success. So when I think about success in strictly material terms, I'm selling myself short, and I think we probably all do it. I would be curious to hear if you do as well. In November of 2020, the New York Times published a collection of answers to one big question that was originally posed by Lasagna Cruz, who is a Dominican artist and a curator. And that question was this, how did the American dream die for you? And I read through a lot of the answers and one in particular struck me. This is from a woman named Marsha McDonald who lives in Milwaukee. She said, the American dream died for me when I realized just how many of my fellow Americans valued selfishness over community, power over justice, prejudice over fairness, greed over generosity, demagogy over science. For me, the 2020 pandemic is very real, but also a metaphor. How sick our national soul is. The old dream should pass away. Isn't it time for us to dream new dreams, better dreams that include us all? End quote. I agree with Marsha McDonald in Milwaukee, but I think that achieving this idea of creating new dreams requires us to shift our, our politics, our perceptions. We have to create upward mobility for everybody. We have to create opportunity for everybody. We have to free ourselves from the shackles of this rugged individualism shtick. Now, not to get all her best friend in high school is very clearly her English teacher on you, but 
When I was doing the research for these American Dream episodes, I kept coming across the work of Langston Hughes, uh, specifically one poem called Let America Be America Again. And I want to read a bit from that poem. Oh, let my land be a land where liberty is crowned with no false patriotic wreath but opportunity is real and life is free. Equality is in the air we breathe. Langston Hughes died in 1967, and yet his words, I, I think they have so much meaning now, just as much meaning now as they did then. For Langston Hughes and for so many Americans, America was never America to them. America was never the land of opportunity to them. That was just branding. This dream, this American dream, at that point and still today, is not a dream for everybody. But what if we could build that dream? What if we could build an America in which the American dream was possible? Could we become even better than the land our forefathers imagined? What if we redefined the American dream as something that's actually achievable? From its first incarnation, the American dream was centered around this idea of achieving something better tomorrow than what you have today. But in the Great Depression, that could have meant like, I don't know, maybe getting one of three square meals a day. Today, the middle class is better off than it was when the idea of the American dream came to be. But still, we wish endlessly for, for more, for something better, despite knowing that many of us will simply never achieve it. I mean, do you think the American dream is possible for everybody? Tell, tell me in the comments, I really would love to hear. But maybe the American dream isn't necessarily an ends, right? Maybe it's the idea of, of this hot pursuit of something that is held as an ideal. It's all in the journey because quite frankly, the destination doesn't exist. We'll always want for more, right? But I think we can do better than that. I think that we can make the American dream both a journey and a destination. I think we can redefine it as something attainable. We can rewrite our laws and our systems to enable more people to pursue this American dream and to actually achieve it. We can give children of all races and all backgrounds and all social classes the educations that they need to thrive as adults. We can close investing and retirement gaps we can treat one another as peers instead of as competitors. I really do think that we can do that. And I think a lot of it starts with asking questions. So that's what we're gonna do in the coming months. You're going to see more episodes like this one about the American dream pop up here on my channel. We're going to work on deconstructing and reconstructing all manner of, of so-called dreams, things like hustle porn and the immigrant mindset and having kids and getting a college degree and having a career, all of it. It's all gonna be right here on my channel in due time. See you back here soon for a revamp of what makes America, America. Cool.